Our feature interview this week is with one of the four new Irish world champions from last weekend in Clonmel in the Masters Mountain Running World Championships. Our gold medalists were Martin McDonald in the over 65 category, Pauline Moran in the over 65 category, Becky Quinn in the over 45 race, and here with us now in the shape of our life, Kate Purcell, world champion representing Ireland over 35. And what Kate doesn't know when we recorded this interview on Friday evening was that the next morning, Saturday morning, she was going to become the Irish national half marathon champion in a time of one hours, 18 minutes on the dot. What a lady and an incredible athlete. And it was a real pleasure to talk to Kate Purcell. Kate, thanks a mil for coming onto the podcast. And Kate, the, the first question that I'm going to throw at you is, did you ever think when you first started running that you would be crowned a world champion? And not just a, an individual world champion, but a team world champion as well. Um, what a weekend it was last week in Clonmel. Over 35 world champion and gold medal for Ireland. Oh, un- unbelievable. No, I, I never in my wildest dreams would have... Uh, thought that I would experience anything like like last weekend it was fantastic uh, I know and what has the I'm sure the phone has been hopping Kate all week lots of messages coming through lots, lots of podcasts requests yeah. I'm sure as well you're, you're going to become a celebrity in the running world <laughs> yeah but you know it, it, it is really nice and especially people who um who know I run but maybe don't kind of know how how to the extent of it kind of thinking like oh this is why you get up at crazy o'clock in the morning oh I, I kind of get it now and I think that's really nice like recognition from the people who don't really understand what you do it's it's just lovely like it's it's just kind of a warm and warm and fuzzy feeling it's really nice yeah, well, it was such a great moment and, you know, lots of Irish gold medalists last weekend, thankfully. And, and maybe before we talk about the race, Kate, just to go right back to, to the very start. Um, how did you get started with running? I think I remember from talking to you before that you were a fairly late starter in the sport. Um, and were you with Rohini Shamrocks from the very start as well? Um, yeah, I was a late start. I was probably about 25, 26 by the time I got into it. Um, I moved home from London um, was trying to kind of find my feet on, on Irish soil again. Um, so I joined Rohini Shamrock very much so as just kind of a, get me into the community, get me with kind of a group of people and um, just really recreational running. Um, and then at the same time, I started to show up for a couple of the, the Immer races um, because I had a chance meeting with Jerry Brady, who was high performance officer of, of Immer at the time. And I remember going to my first Imra in like a cotton T-shirt and a pair of old Asics thinking, I think it was actually Bray Head might have been the first one. But I remember just thinking, this is amazing. Just absolutely loved it. And then it kind of just all went from there. So I kept turning up to the races, kept kind of clawing my way up the ranks a little bit with the Imra. And then shortly after that, I started to go to the sessions with Rohini Shamrocks and I started to get more structure around my my training um Paul Brady my coach to this day took me under his wing and I just started to progress on the road and on the hills and cross country quite fast and I kind of knew that I had a bit of a natural aptitude for it so just have been hooked ever since and I suppose if you're in a club Kate you can often kind of you've got two options you can go down maybe the the track route in the summertime 
or the alternative route in the summertime that not an awful lot of people take, but thankfully you did. You can head towards the mountains yeah. and just looking at your results during the week there on the Emre website there. It's an incredible set of results. Um, and you started around maybe 2010, 2011, but by 2013, you won 12 out of 13 races. In 2016, it was five wins out of six. 2019, six wins out of seven. And they're just the ones that I could find. 29 wins out of 51 wins um, on the IMRA statistics sheet. So what, was there ever any temptation to go to the track, Kate? Or did you just fall in love with the mountains um, from the very start? I just, by the way, I had no idea I had that record. So <laughs> thanks for doing the maths for me. No yeah, 29 wins I have, Caitlin. I'm sure there's a few more hidden in there somewhere as well. <laughs> um, yeah, I just, I absolutely loved the hills. And it's always been about just making sure you're staying kind of true to yourself and and true to, to what floats your boat. And that's definitely one of the things that has kept me running especially through the hard times is just knowing that you're you're doing what you love and again like a lot of respect to to my coach Paul Brady do you know road running club and I'm sure you know this yourself Owen, but they're not overly keen on us mountain runners like it's just they see it as a a, a clear fire way to to go over your in your ankle for injury everything else but um, Paul never ever tried to steer me away from the mountains and all, like everything he did was based really towards kind of cross-country road racing and 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 helping me in terms of the mountains with that stamina piece as well so like kudos to him and to this day funnily like if you put me on a track I am just I feel like just such a duck out of water I feel like an imposter I just I break out in a cold sweat. It is just not me. And I completely appreciate the athleticism involved in it. I think the discipline and just the, it's just incredible to watch, but not for me. Um, I am much, much more at home on the hills. Yeah. And then of course, I mean, Rohini Shamrocks, they would have got the benefit of all that strength work and great performances on the hills in the summertime in the cross country season once the winter time came around because I didn't look up your stats in the cross country but I think didn't you win the Dublin novice cross country and I'm sure there's another yeah. couple of big performances there in cross country too yeah yeah absolutely like it, it really did they really did support each other um, and that again is is down to kind of Paul's foresight on that. Like, like I am the tougher the conditions, the muddier the fields. That's that's my my zone, you know. So cross country just just fits perfectly. Um, so yeah, there was there was definitely that cross benefit. You know, there was the cross benefit of doing the speed work on the road and building up those miles on the road and getting that endurance piece and making sure your legs are kind of ticking over fast enough because you need that on the hills too but then at the same time on the road and on the cross country they do benefit from that core strength and agility and everything else you get from the hill training yeah well, okay i'm going to read a quote to you from jerry brady 
from the World Championships in Poland in 2013 from his race report. And as I'm doing that, I want you to try and think how many caps you have for, for Ireland. I'm not too sure if you know off the top of your head, but you have a think as I'm reading this quote <laughs> yourself and the listeners. It's a fantastic one. Um, the Irish senior women's team won bronze medals with Sarah McCormick, Clonliffe in the top three for most of the race before slipping back to sixth on the final steep climb. Kate Cronin and Rahimi Shamrock came through the field for an incredible 18 place, and this is in the World Championships, Senior World Championships, for someone who is still eligible for the Dublin Novice Cross Country. Um, Sarah Mulligan, DSD, delivered with a brilliant 27th to ensure medals for the first ever time for an Irish women's team. Um, and as we said, you went on to win the Dublin Novice Cross Country title that year as well. But there's Jerry's report. Uh, and before I ask you about how many caps you have, okay, just to, to bring us back to that summer in 2013, because I remember being there beside you and that was a really, really special result for you, um, bronze medal in the Senior World Championships. Oh my God, I'm just sitting here beaming. It was just like, it was just one of these moments in life that you will absolutely never forget. It was incredible. Just like the team, the Irish team that was over there that year, like obviously yourself included and just Sarah just ran so magnificently in that race. Like, you know, like, like just where she placed was just like, if you, if you can imagine the caliber of these um, athletes and just Sarah being up there with them. And I just remember coming up to that final, that final, I think 500 meters, probably less actually you come out, you came out from a, from a, a forest trail out into the clear and you can just about to turn a corner where you can see the finish. And I remember, um, Pat Hooper just with his big bellowing voice, just Kate, oh, yeah. No! And like when when Pat shouts at you, you listen. And I just, I just gave it everything, absolutely everything I had, and took over a few people coming up to that finish and just getting to that line and just your legs going from under you. And then knowing, I think that like I'd done my absolute best for the team was just such a. Uh, just an incredible feeling for me and then when um pat told us that we could be in contention for a medal like myself sarah and sarah we just could not believe it we were just like what and then when it was confirmed i think we just screamed and cried for about five minutes it was just unreal yeah and now that you mentioned it yeah just looking back um great that pat Pat Hooper was there and such a roadman um, as well, but above all else, um, a lover of Irish athletics and Irish athletes and Irish teams. And I remember you had a big, wonderful smile that evening as well. Uh, yeah. A great memory, a great memory. Um, how many caps, Katie, do you have? Were you able to count them up? I did count them. I have four. I have four. four. Okay, so, okay. Um, and one that I, I made the team and got over to France, but... Um, um, unfortunately, due to stress fracture, I couldn't run. So that was that was kind of my bitter disappointment amidst sure, the, amidst the sure. four brilliant, and, brilliant races. And, and I know you're you're a Masters World Champion, um, but I bet you you have your eyes set on maybe another senior green vest over the coming over the coming years. Oh, absolutely! I am. Um, I had a bit of a rocky start to the year. I'd, I'd done my first marathon at the end of last year in Malaga. And I was like, just, I was coming up to Christmas and then get taking a really good recovery. And I remember just January, just itching to really get going again, just have a great cross country season, using all that strength I get up to, 
get back in the hills. I was going to do the Wicklow Way half um, and obviously do some of the um, the, the winter in League as well. And then I twisted my ankle. So I, I had only been back running maybe a week and a half before the trials. And I just, oh, wow. I, the fitness and the stamina just was not there. And I just remember being so disappointed. And I also had my eyes on um, Copenhagen Marathon there in the middle of May. So yeah. look, I was, it was, my lesson there was just, I kind of, those two races that those two kind of the, the trials for the for the senior team and the marathon that was like my real objective and I I didn't really have a plan b after that so just kind of picking myself back up and having to restructure things and figure out now what do you do next um it was really yeah. disappointing but this year I am absolutely going to hit it hard yeah, well, well, thankfully, the, the year has turned out so well for you ever since that disappointment. And even though you only had I think, a week and a half of running in your legs, I think I remember looking at the results and you were still fifth, I think, in the trial race, only missing out by a, a spot or two. So it just shows the, the natural strength that's there. And, and speaking of, of restructuring, Kate, and so on, like you had that fantastic year in 2013, bronze medal in the world with the girls, 12 wins out of 13. But then kind of life just gets in the way, doesn't it? Um, family yes. commitments come along, professional commitments come along. And how did you balance those, say, four or five years when you're doing these wonderful, great performances on the roads, the cross country, the mountains? But then, you know, you just have other commitments in life as well. How were those couple of years mentally for you, knowing that you could be one of the best runners in the country, but you also have to be a mammy and you also have to be a professional as well and look after all of those things too. Yeah, like it was definitely, it was definitely hard because I went through periods obviously when, when I was pregnant and when the kids were very young and I couldn't run to the, I couldn't run to the level that I was at. Like I, I basically with them, after I had them, I was starting back from kind of couch to 5k. I was running for a minute, walking for a minute, running for a minute, just thinking like, oh my God, like how did I used to be able to just throw my runners on and head out for a two hour run? Like it just seemed so far from where I was at the time. But then I think kind of, I guess the two major things, one was just my love of running. Like I, like even if I can't compete, I still absolutely love it. So for me, it was that escape that I had every day so even if I wasn't running at the same level I still just absolutely loved getting my runners on even if it was just for 15 minutes around the local park it just meant the world to me so that fact that I still had the love for the sport was was brilliant and then between the kids I think Paul my coach again was just amazing just kind of drawing a line under where you were and starting from scratch with you writing you out a weekly program so you're just getting yourself back up slowly and, and carefully because he's all he's all about just kind of being careful and methodical in, in everything you do and before you know it you're actually back to a pretty good fitness level and then I remember with my second I wasn't so worried about losing fitness because I said hey you know I've been here before I can I can do it again I can get back it might take me six to eight months but I'll get back and I think having that confidence that I did it once I can do it again was 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 brilliant um yeah so it sounds like just you know patience is needed sometimes in life when when we can't train as as hard as we would like to for whatever reasons but just to remember that 
that the love of running is still the most important thing and that once we're getting out every day for whether it's 15 minutes, one minute on, one minute off, as you said, um, the good form will always come back. Yeah, it will. It will. And again, I think kind of having that sounding board, like which a good coach does was incredible for me. Like, like not, he, he really stopped me feeling overwhelmed and kind of building you up, building you back kind of slowly and you know and then being humble enough to accept that you're not where you were but showing up for races anyway and leaving your pride at the door and finding new benchmarks and creating new pbs for yourself not comparing with with where you were but looking at where you are now and and what you can do so it's all about kind of just having a slightly different perspective on things i think yeah, well, it, it seems to have all worked so well, Kate. You got back on the Irish team, you, you got through COVID. And this year, um, apart from the, the mishap at the start of the year and not making, say, the Irish team and missing out on the, the first marathon that you wanted to do, but the second half of the year has been just superb for you with that win in the Phoenix Park, um, 28.30 for the five-miler, the 10-mile Irish Road Champion, I think. Is that the title that the 10-miler yeah. had um, in the park a couple of weeks back? And then, of course, the the, the Worlds. Um, okay, what does your training week look like now? Okay, Because I'm sure lots of people listening would, would love to find out what works so well for you. Maybe pick up maybe some of the the good um, things that you do in training, what works for you, what doesn't. Um, what, what does a typical week look like for you now? Okay, yeah, so so Monday is my rest day. love a Monday. Um, Tuesday would be a steady run, um, probably somewhere between 16 and 18K. Um, Wednesday is uh, my session with the club. So we'd probably do anything from 400 to one kilometer reps. Um and um, obviously the, the numbers of reps would vary depending on the distance. So I'd probably kind of max out maybe 15K in total on that day. And then Thursday is a very, very easy, um, easy, maybe 12, 13K. And then Friday would be either like a, a hill run, a tempo run or a progressive one um, around kind of the 10 mile, 16K mark. And then Saturday is a bit of crack. Um, Saturday is kind of about 14K and I just do whatever I feel like doing for that day. So if I want to hit the trails, if I want to do a bit of hills, if I just want to jog slowly, um, if I'm feeling good and I want to do kind of a, a sharp run, I can do that too. It's just, I just leave that one up to myself. And then yeah. Sunday is is the long run. So that's just got all the, the marathon miles on it at the moment. Okay, um, a couple of things on that. I'm just jotting down the days as you go through it. It's so interesting. The the Tuesday run, Kate, say the 16 to 18 miler. Um, do you, do you do that off pace, off feel, off heart rate? Because 16 to 18 miles, that could be anything from what 60 minutes if it's a bit of a tempo run to to 80 minutes if you're if you're taking it easy. It's a good solid run for a Tuesday, just the day before your session. Yeah, it is. I generally take it handy enough. So I do. Um, and I look, I don't know if this has made a difference, but um, kind of since COVID, I've started doing all my runs at about five o'clock in the morning. So they be on kind of an empty stomach. So you really do at that, though, that hour of the morning, like I sort of do have to run how I feel. And I kind of one of the major differences between me now and kind of pre kids is I'm I'm very very capable of running very slowly whereas before 
I would have just found that so hard. But now I can lash out nine minute miles so comfortably. So like that, I I, I don't I don't go on. I my my steady pace would be kind of seven fifteen somewhere between seven fifteen seven thirty minute miles. But like yeah. that run could vary. So if I'm feeling sluggish, it might be eight thirties. If I'm feeling good, I might hit into the the sevens, but never faster. Um, but again, I think just going back to the hill run, one of the things I really learned with hill running, and again, absolutely no expert here, but hill running really teaches you about your body and what your body can sustain. So I'm never depending on my watch to tell me, uh, am I maxed out here or what my heart rate is doing? I'm just listening to my breath or running how I feel to a certain extent. And I don't know whether that's helped or not helped, but that's kind of how I fly at the moment. Well, absolutely. I mean, before uh, fancy heart rate monitors came along, that's what all the best runners in the world did. So there's yeah. no better reader of your body than, than yourself, really, isn't it? And uh, and 5 a.m. starts, Kate, that's incredible. Um, how do you have the discipline to go to bed, I presume, at a 10 o'clock or before, to be able to get up for a 5 a.m. start? Yeah, I actually, because, you know, I could go back to an evening now, but I don't want to. Like, <laughs> I know loads of people talk about when you're training for marathon, oh, those long, cold, dark mornings, but those long miles, I absolutely love it. <laughs> yeah, wow, wow, wow. And, and you said as well, the, the faster training um, is something that I've experienced for, for a number of years now as well. But one thing that I learned with it was that I got to a stage where I was doing my hard sessions and fasted as well and I got away with it for a couple of months but then I was just whacked Kate and I don't know are you doing your 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 hard sessions fasted as well or I think that probably Wednesday run is probably in the evening time with the club is it the intervals yeah no I would I'd make sure like I'd always have kind of a banana a few crackers before I do the do the evening run and then on my Sunday long run um I'd have a, a bowl of cereal and I'd often kind of pack banana or a couple of gels as well um, and I, you're also like I'd be very conscious of that long run like I'm I'm training for for a marathon so I want to train myself to eat the gels to be disciplined with water on those long runs so I would consider that kind of part of the training as well just learning how to take in the the, the nutrients that you need that you'll need on race day sure and what gels are you using Kate for anybody that's listening that wants to know what what gels you're using and what works well for you I'm what works for me is the Connecticut gels I love their coat I'm funnily I hate coca-cola but I love their (laughs) cola flavored gels and I alternate between their caffeinated one and their non-caffeinated and that seems to just my my stomach can can cope with that Okay, and um, any strength and conditioning work um, done, Kate, there? Because it's a question that always gets thrown at all the coaches. Should I do SNC? Should I not? Um, what are your own thoughts on it? And do you do anything? Um, I think it's, for me, I think it's incredibly important. Um, so when I started training for the Malaga last year, I wasn't in particularly good shape. I wasn't in great shape at all. And I went to the physio and I just said, look, I said, um, here I am. I want to get to the marathon. Um, how do I do that safely? And where are my weaknesses and what do I need to do? And he wrote me just a very basic strength and conditioning program. So I do two 25 minute sessions of that a week, usually squeeze that into a a lunch break. Um, and then I would do kind of a bit of yoga on the mat and a bit of stretching in the evening if I'm watching TV. 
um, a bit of foam roller and 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 the the the, the trigger ball and stuff. And yeah. then um, the only other thing I do, which I think has really helped, and I know this is different for everybody, but I block book maintenance, like I block book a, a massage every three weeks. And I, the three week interval seems to really work with me. So it's all about preventative. So just getting that flush out before you get to the point where you're kind of hobbling to the physio as well. And I think those two things I, I pretty much started to do to kind of help me get to Malaga, but because they seem to have worked so well, I've, I've continued them on. Yeah, it sounds like you have a lovely balance to your training week. I did nearly the perfect balance. I'm sure, I'm sure you're eating just sensible stuff as well. I know from talking to you before, it's nothing crazy. It's just a, it's a sensible diet. And um, you've got your physio work, your own roller work that you do. And um, for the SNC, for the two 25 minute sessions, Kate, is there anything you know? Is there any wonderful secrets and um, exercises that you do there, or is it just basic type of core work, glute work, and um, any good exercises that you can share with us? Um, gosh, nothing. It's all very basic. Like it's all squats with weights and single leg deadlifts. Um, what are those window wiper ones? Do you know the ones with the resistance bands? Um, yeah, I do yeah. a bit of work on my ankles as well since I sprained my ankle just to keep that going strong. Um, and a tip that a physio gave me actually a couple of years ago is that kind of when you're doing it, like like don't be afraid to kind of work up a good heart rate and, and break out in the sweat as well. So like I'd be definitely I'd be working hard now when I'm doing it and I'd be tired enough from the from the 25 minute session. And I always finish with the, a, a front plank and a side plank as well. I think that's quite useful, too. But again, yeah. nothing, nothing major, all very basic and with very, very light weights. Yeah. Well, would you say, Kate, that you're in the, the shape of your life at the minute? Um, I don't know, but I feel great. And that's lovely. Like yeah, yeah. I can I can run out of the house every morning. Like my mileage has actually never been higher, but my body seems to at the moment be able to with, withstand it. So like I think the early mornings and the strength and conditioning work seem to really be working for me. And again, Paul, my coach, just like everything that he gives me in terms of a schedule, it's just all so incremental and calculated and, and careful um, I think it's a he has a massive part to play in in keeping me moving yeah and um, just also practical also just basic good steady miles not running too hard two good quality sessions a long run at the weekend um, 25 minutes in SNC and just early to bed and up early and um yeah, it, it all sounds to be work, working so well for you. Oh, and um, you make my life sound very boring. <laughs> no, it sounds so wonderful. <laughs> so wonderfully simple. I wish mine was as simple as that, Kate. It, it sounds fantastic. And, and I'm so jealous that you have a, a special um, autumn marathon coming up in a couple of weeks' time. And I'm sure you'd love to run well in Dublin. I I, I am. I'm absolutely looking forward to it. I'm trying not to... Um... I'm very careful about kind of shielding myself from pressure and stress because I think I put myself under like a lot of people put myself under enough of it myself so I wouldn't be talking about times I haven't even had the discussion with my coach on time so we're just just slow and steady just getting the miles up getting a few tempo sessions in um, and seeing what happens so I, I'm, I really hope to run a strong marathon I don't think 
it's going to be my fastest marathon of, of, of my life because it'll only be my second one. So I'm still very much in that, that learning phase. But I've heard just that the atmosphere is amazing. Um, so being able to, to, to run in the national championships and home turf, if I get to the start line, would be fantastic. Yeah, well, I remember um, Barry Minnick, uh, that John, I'm sure you know, gave yeah. me a great tip when, when I was getting ready for my first proper Dublin Marathon. Um, I was texting Barry all during the week of the race and I was any bit of information or media or stories or Facebook posts that I could get about the marathon, I was consuming it all. And Barry, who had run a couple of Dublins at that stage, said to me, Owen, turn off your phone. Forget about the start list. Forget about the race. Just chill out and just yeah. go and do your thing. And he was dead right because I was just trying to, you know, I was so excited, trying to read up everything I could. And then I just, once he said it, he said, yeah, geez, Barry's right here. I need to turn off the phone, stop reading every bit of print about yeah. the Dublin Marathon and just go and run it. And uh, we're a long way out yet. So I'm sure you've, you've not gone that intense with it yet, but maybe maybe some some wise words there from Barry yeah no I I think he's that like I would take that approach to every race like I wouldn't I wouldn't check participant lists I wouldn't overanalyze the course um like I just like there's enough there's enough pressure right there without you adding to it yourself and I just think there's a lot to be said for just turning up on the day relaxed um and what will be will be you know like it's not gonna your fitness is what your fitness is if that's enough to get you a medal or the PB that you want that's brilliant if it's not work harder next time work smarter next time yeah well it's, we started talking about the world championships Kate and we can finish off with that I remember talking to you just before the race last week and I think you were just delighted to be there you were delighted to, to have the morning to yourself to be able to go and run and um, tell me when did you realize that you had the race won and you were going to be a world champion. I'm sure that was a special, maybe, I don't know, final kilometre or two, or even, I don't know, the last couple of metres, maybe. I would say it was that last incline um, before you turned right into the 100 metre finish. Then I kind of knew that, right, this is it. I just need to hold on. Um, but any time that other kind of 10 kilometres of the race, I just, I was not comfortable at all like I know what an athlete Laura is and I know like she was like she was steely-eyed going into that race so I knew she was my I knew she was my biggest biggest contender here um so yeah I I would love to say I was more comfortable than I was but yeah I'd be lying to you I looked back a lot I'm sure you enjoyed um Aaron Naveen um in the sports center that afternoon it was great crack wasn't it Oh my gosh, it was amazing. And just like the crowd as well. And then like chatting to everyone from the different nationalities coming. And Joe, you know, they were all just so thrilled to be there. I mean, we were in a, a glorified sports shed in Canel, <laughs> in and it was pissing rain outside, and everyone was just delighted. Like it's just, I don't know, it's just this natural high that you get from just being out in the hills and the, a collective experience. But um, all the yeah. feedback that I got, like especially from kind of the, the visitors as well, was just so positive towards the event and towards the professionalism of the, the Irish Mountain Running Association, IMRA. So like, I just felt very proud to be part of it and then yeah. triply proud to actually meddle at it. 
Yeah, well, it was great to see you win, Kate. And listen, we'll, we'll let you go. I know that you have a big race in the morning, a half marathon. Is it in, in Red Holt, I think, Kate, isn't it, tomorrow morning, the, the half yeah. marathon championships? Yeah, yeah, it's in Red Holt. Yeah. So it should should be um, a reasonably fat, flat, sorry, fat, fast and flat course. So, um, look, we'll, we'll see. I've been going easy on the legs now all week. So um, hopefully I'll be fresh enough in the morning now. Okay, listen, all the best, Kate, and thanks a million, and congratulations again on becoming a world champion. Cheers, thanks so much for your time, it was lovely to chat to you. That's a wrap for this week, everybody. Thank you to Rene from Running Coach Ireland and thank you to Kate, our new world champion and our new national Irish half marathon road champion as well. Well done, Kate. Incredible running once again there on Saturday morning. Great to talk to people who have the same passion as we all do, our tribe from the mountain and trail running world of Ireland. And just to mention everybody, some very sad news during the week. We lost one of our own tribe this week in Thomas Bubendora. Hopefully I got that surname pronounced right. Apologies if I didn't. Thomas was an avid runner from Bray and author of the Diary of a Rubbish Marathon Runner um, from Slee Coolin Running Club who passed away after a freak tragic accident on a work trip in Spain. Our condolences to his wife Neve and family. RIP Thomas, you will be missed. We'll close off the show there, guys, um, for this week. Enjoy your training run, everybody, and enjoy your recovery time, um, as it might be as well, after some brilliant, brilliant racing for everybody over the last couple of weeks. Thanks again to Eco Trail on September 24th for supporting the show this month. Don't forget that this Sunday, the 11th at midnight, is the final sign-up opportunity for what would be a great day of trail running in Bray in only two weeks' time. Thank you again, guys, for you, the listeners, for tuning in, for the Patreons, for their support. Do pop over to Patreon to support the show, guys, if you can, as every little bit helps to keep the lights on here in Trail Running Ireland. Only one thing left to say, everybody, get your running gear on. Let's go. Let's go.